Prophecy Club. Okay, we finally got through the first three chapters of Revelation, and in my opinion, those are the most boring parts of the entire book. But that doesn't mean they're boring, actually. (laughs) I think they're very important. I'll have to tell you that back in, I guess, about 2000, I made a DVD, and I was teaching through Revelation kind of verse by verse, but I just totally skipped the first, oh, I guess, I don't think I even started till chapter 6. I want to say that ever since I memorized the book of Revelation, it has come alive, and I can now see things much deeper in it than I have ever been able to see, which, by the way, that's why I want you to come to this End Times Conference. It's called Understanding End Times Conference. You can sign up at endtimesconference.com. It is October 4, 5, and 6, because I want to lay hands on you. Sorry you can't get this through radio and TV or a book. I want to lay hands on you, and I want to anoint you with oil and pray that you will receive the spirit of revelation that the prophet Andre Bronkhorst said that God had given me and that I had the authority to lay hands on and pray for others to receive it. That spirit of revelation, like I got when I memorized the book of Revelation, so that you can teach Bible prophecy and be able to walk in those sevenfold miracles when they come. Very, very important that you get there. Somebody emailed, but what, you know, if I can't attend the whole time, you know, when are you going to, I don't know when I'm going to do it. Just make plans to be there the whole time. Look, you need to start understanding Revelation to the point where you can do these Bible studies so you can give an answer so you can lead people to the Lord in the days ahead. All right, now, I got lots to cover because we're going to cover Revelation 4. This is a very powerful and important chapter. My The next chapter, chapter 5, I think is like my favorite chapter. Chapter Anyway, we'll, we'll get there. Revelation 4. After this I looked, and behold, a door was opened in heaven. And the first voice which I heard was, as it were, a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither. And I will show the things which must be hereafter. And immediately I was in the Spirit. And behold, a throne was set in heaven. And one sat on the throne. And he that sat was to look upon like a jasper and a sardine stone. Now, I've looked up what a jasper and a sardine stone is, and basically it's red and yellow. So it's saying that looking upon God has a tone of red and yellow. However, what happened here is he heard the voice of God say, Come up hither. Instantly he was in the Spirit, and he saw the throne of God, and Je- well, Jesus, which is sitting on the throne, Okay, and he saw him sitting on the throne. And he said, Then he saw there was a rainbow round about the throne in sight like unto an emerald or green. And round about the throne were four and twenty seats, and upon the seats I saw four and twenty elders sitting, clothed in white raiment, and they had on the heads crowns of gold. So let's try to get this picture. So John, all of a sudden, this door opens in heaven. Remember I've talked about that? I did a whole radio program talking about eternity, That's like, because before the world was formed, before God said Bereshit, which is the word light, that's all he did is just speak that word, and when he spoke that word, time was created. Before that, there was only darkness. Darkness in the Bible represents eternity. So there was eternity. So when he said, I heard the words, come up hither, and he said, a door was open in heaven, It's that same door that opens the sixth seal. Remember where it says, and I saw heaven rolled back like a scroll. That's when Jesus returns. 
Well, actually, it's not heaven rolling back like a scroll. What it is is eternity invading time. As a matter of fact, I'm in the process of doing a whole study, and I will probably wind up doing a whole another scripture on darkness. If you want to find out something really interesting, go search the word darkness. Not dark, not darkening, darkness. Because in the Bible, darkness represents eternity for the most part. So when it says a door was opened in heaven, what happened was eternity opened a door down into time, pulled John up into eternity, where he was shown things of the future. When he was pulled into eternity, what he saw was God sitting on a throne. Of course, Jesus says, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Okay, So he saw Jesus sitting on the throne. Remember, Jesus is the flesh or the body. The Father is the will. And then it's about to say seven lamps of fire burning before the throne of God. That's the Holy Spirit. So you got the picture. We see a throne. We see the, 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 the colors yellow and red. Round about that, there's a rainbow that is green. And then in a circle around them, we see four and 20 seats upon the seats, four and 20 elders sitting clothed in white raiment and their head on and their head on their heads, crowns of gold. Got the picture. Now there's more. Out of the throne proceeded three things. Remember these three things because several places in Revelation it talks about them. And out of the throne proceeded lightnings, thunderings, and voices. That's another study. Go back and find in the scriptures where it talks about lightnings and thunderings and voices. Most of the time, that is talking about God the Father and his power. And there was seven lamps of fire, here's the Holy Spirit, burning before the throne, which are the seven spirits of God. And before the throne, there was a sea of glass. Now, upon that same sea of glass is where we see those that have gotten victory over the beast, over his image, over his mark, and over the number of his name. Stand upon the sea of glass, having harps, and they, well, I'll skip that. We'll get there. Okay, so there's a sea of glass. And he says it's like a crystal. And in the midst of the throne and round about the throne were four beasts full of eyes before and behind. Now, I have seen people try to describe this, and they describe this, one of them I ran across, describe this as one beast that has four heads. Wrong. Wrong. It clearly says four beasts. Now, what are these beasts? These beasts do nothing but worship God. Now, praise God. All they do is worship God. All of eternity. That's all they do. He says the first beast was like a lion. The second beast, like a calf. The third beast had the face of a man. The fourth beast was like a flying eagle. Got that? Lion, calf, man, eagle. The four beasts had each of them six wings about him. And they were full of eyes within, and the rest not day and night, saying, Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. Now, that's one of the phrases I am constantly quoting in my prayer closet to God. That is a very, very, very powerful worship phrase. I say that to God all the time. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. That's who he is. This is the four beasts whose job it is to just worship God all eternity. If they say, and this is the only thing they say, this is their only job. Try to get this imagination in your head. All they say for all eternity is holy, 
holy, holy Lord God Almighty who was and is to come. Wow. So obviously, that's a really powerful phrase. As a matter of fact, let me pause for a second. I uh, <laughs> I don't know who is writing our praise and worship songs that we hear on the radio and listen to in church. It must be some young folks that uh, don't know their Bible very well <laughs> because a lot of the songs coming out in, in, from praise and worship songs, uh, not very accurate, not scripturally accurate. A lot of them have mistakes and misunderstandings in them. Now, I'm not going to go into that. I'm not writing any songs. However, I will say that, in my opinion, somebody needs to grab a whole Revelation 4 and write a whole song based upon what is in Revelation 4. That would make an awesome worship song. Didn't say praise, said worship song. Also, my opinion, probably the best song in the world would be a song based upon chapter 5 out of Revelation. I absolutely cannot wait till I get to Revelation chapter 5. Revelation 5 is very, very, very powerful. Okay, so anyway, so we got four beasts. We've got a lion, calf, man, flying eagle. They all have six wings. They're full of eyes within. And all I do is say, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, which was and is, is to come. Now, he says, and when those beasts give glory and honor and thanks to him that sat on the throne, who liveth forever and ever, the four and twenty elders fall down before him that sat on the throne. Here it comes. Here it comes. One of my favorite parts. And worship him that liveth forever and ever. Here it is. And cast their crowns before the throne, saying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power, for thou hast created all things. I start getting emotional about this because this is these are some of my words out of my prayer closet. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. In other words, if you can grab on to what is happening in chapter 4, this is John, and all of a sudden a door into eternity opens up spreads time apart like spreading curtains apart. He spreads time apart. John gets pulled up into eternity. He sees Jesus sitting on his throne. He says he's kind of like yellow and red. Round about him is a green kind of a, a rainbow. And then round about the rainbow is the four beasts. And the, the four beasts are lion, calf, man, and a flying eagle. And they have six wings, eyes within, eyes without. All they do is holy, 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 Lord God Almighty, who is, was, and who is to come. There's a sea of glass before him. And, of course, later on, we're going to see those people that stand upon the sea of glass. Anyway, but the, the four beasts, they win. They give glory and honor thanks. Then here's what the four and twenty elders do. Four and twenty elders sit on their seats. They have golden crowns. Here's what they do. They cast their crowns before the throne. See, that's one of the things I want to do. I'm I'm trying not to get emotional here, but this is is very close to me, very close to me, straight out of my prayer closet every night. One of the things I want to do is when I see Jesus, I want to fall on my face before my Lord, and I want to cast my crowns. And I want to say, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, honor, and power. For Thou hast created all things. For Thy pleasure they are and were created. I want to do that. 
And I'm probably going to stay with my face on the floor until somebody picks me up because that's just how I feel about my God. Just like last night when I got on my knees, I said, Lord, I'm not here because I love you, but I do. I'm not here because of what you've done for me. And thank you very much because I do not deserve all the things, all the wonderful things that you've done, all the blessings. I'm here because I think you deserve it. I think you got a bad deal. I think you have created mankind, and mankind has turned their back on you. Your creation has done you wrong. I'm here because I think you've earned it. I'm here because I think you deserve it. I'm here because I think that I need to show you that I know that I'm nothing, that I'm here getting on my knees, telling you that I love you, and worshiping you and telling you, great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Who shall not fear thee, O Lord, and glorify thy name? For thou only art holy. For all nations shall come and worship before thee when thy judgments are made manifest. From one new moon to another, from one Sabbath to another, all flesh shall come and worship before thee. Every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Blessed be the name of the Holy Father, Holy Son, and Holy Ghost. For wisdom and might are yours. You changeth the times and the seasons. You removeth kings and setteth up kings. You giveth wisdom to the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. You revealeth the deep and secret things. You knoweth what is in the darkness. Remember, darkness is eternity. You know what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth with you. And I thank you, and I worship you, God of my salvation. And brothers and sisters, it just starts there. Because we are but a vapor. Our whole life is but a vapor. The Bible says we are as grass. We're nothing. We're nothing compared to such an awesome God. And he just paid too much for me. He gave his life for me. He paid a price far too high. So he has my heart. He has my hands. He has my loyalty. I will go. I will do. I will say whatever he wants me to say and do to the end of the earth, to the losing of my life, the beat of my heart, the breath of my lungs. I'm sorry. I'm, this is, well, that's, uh, that's some of the things that I say in my prayer closet. And I apologize Lord, I know I'm saying the same thing I said last night, but I just can't get out of saying it because I think you deserve it. I think you're worthy. I think you're worthy. Just like it says, And I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne. And the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing, honor, glory, and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and to the Lamb. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. So, to me, I'm grass. This radio program's grass. The whole world's grass. All I can do, all I can say, everything, everything, everything is all about him. 
He made it. He created it. And I think he got a bad deal. I think that so many people that just ignore him, shame on them. They don't go to his church. They don't read his word. They don't pray. They don't worship him. I think he got a bad deal. And I, for one, want to give him my heart. So I quickly and easily, with my whole heart, sorry, I get emotional. Every night I fall to my knees. And I tell my God, what an awesome God he is. He deserves it. He's earned it. He's worthy. Revelation chapter 5. And I saw on the right hand of him that sat upon the throne a book written within and on the backside and sealed with seven seals. Now, as I asked my congregation here just recently, I said, what's the book? Someone said, well, it's the book of life. I said, no, it's not the book of life. I said, it's the seven sealed judgment book, because in Revelation chapter six, here in just the next chapter, he's going to open those seven seals. This is the book of judgment. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof? You know, this is one of the, the greatest statements in the whole Bible. Nobody, from Adam to present, no one, no one is worthy to open the book. Why? Because they've all sinned. Who is worthy to open the book and loose the seals thereof? I think every ear, every beating heart, every piece of creation heard that. And he says, no man in heaven, that's about everybody, nor in the earth, neither under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. See, only Jesus was worthy. And I wept much because no man was found worthy to open and read the book, neither to look thereon. What do the elders saith unto me? Weep not. Behold, the line of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. And I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and in the midst of the four beasts and the elders, stood a lamb, as it had been slain, as in Jesus, having seven horns, that's seven rulerships, seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent forth into all the earth. And he came and took the book out of the right hand of him that sat upon the throne. And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, which are the prayers of the saints." Now, I said before, I think that those are probably the last breath prayers of the martyrs. Those people, as they're dying for Jesus' name, those are the most powerful prayers. And that's my suggestion, my, my guess, that that's probably the prayers of the martyrs. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain, as redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred, tongue, people, and nation, and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. And I beheld, and heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beasts, and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, saying, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength 
and honor and glory and blessing. See, that's part of what I say in my prayer closet. So I'm, 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 I'm opening my heart. I'm telling you some of the things I say in my prayer closet. Why I think Revelation 5 is so powerful. And every creature, which in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, that's everybody, and such as are in the sea and all that are in them, heard I saying, Blessing, honor, glory, and power be in him that sitteth upon the throne and at the Lamb forever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him that liveth forever and ever. In other words, chapter 5, brothers and sisters, is saying, Who is perfect? Answer, nobody. Who is worthy to correct the mistake of Adam and Eve? Answer, nobody. Why? Because Jesus and only Jesus was the Lamb of God. Jesus and only Jesus is worthy to open the book of judgment, to bring the judgment upon the earth, because if you've done it, you can't accuse someone else to do it. And Satan would not put up with it. He is the accuser of the brethren. That's the reason he exists, is to destroy the works of God. So when it says, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne of the beasts and the elders, and the number of the same thousand times ten thousand, which, by the way, comes right out of Daniel chapter 2, too. And every creature which is in heaven, and on the earth, and under the earth, and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them. It's saying everybody, everybody, everybody. Everybody, and then on top of everybody. Nobody is worthy to open the book. The, the sealed book of judgment. The seven seals. No one but Jesus. Why? Because he's worthy. Because he was slain and has redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred tongue, people, and nation, and has made us kings and priests. And as a result, we're going to reign on the earth for a thousand years. We don't reign forever because the nations only live a thousand years. After the nation's gone, who do we reign over? Everybody else is saved, okay? So that's essentially what it's saying. And if you want my opinion on some of the very, very best places, somebody needs to write some songs for the last days when they discover that the pre-trib rapture is a misunderstanding and they wake up, discover themselves in the middle of the tribulation or in the middle of trouble, mid are all kinds of trouble, and all of a sudden now they were not prepared. They don't know. I mean, I ask people, I just talked to somebody the other day, what kind of church you go to? No, 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 not that. I mean, does your church have anything to do with Bible prophecy? Oh, no, 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 no. No, no, we, we never teach out of Revelation. We don't learn anything about Revelation. What what do they teach? <laughs> it's a long story, but so many churches avoid this. So consequently, the people are not going to be prepared. They need some songs for the last days. They need some songs that will prepare them. We need someone to write songs out of Revelation chapter 4 and 5. Songs about how to worship. I didn't say praise. About how to worship God. See, praise is telling God what he does and that you love him for it. Worship is telling God who he is and that you love him for it. Let me say it again. Praise is telling God what he does and that you love him for it. Worship is telling God who he is and that you love him for it. We need someone writing songs, songs for people during the tribulation to sing, that, I mean, you can't sit there and say some of the songs. I mean, I, I, I sing the songs on Sunday, too, you know, okay? I understand. 
that some of those songs in a time of trouble in the middle of the tribulation, when the beast is trying to lift people's head off their shoulders, some of those songs are going to be inappropriate to sing during that time. They're just not going to fit. And what are we seeing? We need songs of encouragement letting people know that God is going to take care of them. He is going to protect them. He didn't say anything about they're not going to be tested. Yes, they're going to be tested. Matter of fact, Daniel 12.10 says, Many should be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked shall do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. In Daniel 11.33 it says, And they that understand among the people shall instruct many, yet they shall fall by the sword and by the flame and by captivity and by spoil many days. And when they shall fall, they'll be hoping with a little help. But many shall cleave to them with flatteries. And some of them of understanding, that's folks like you and I, it's going to be teaching Bible prophecy, shall fall to try them, to purge, and to make them white, even to the time of the end. So we can't sit there and think that God is going to protect us from everything when the whole point is to test us. Because once we have been tested, then we have a testimony. So we just have to be tough. We have to hold fast until he comes. We can't turn away from him. We can't deny his works. We can't deny his name. Brothers and sisters, we got to stick with him. Stick with Jesus. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation. God showed me a single word, first fruits, is a secret door found in Revelation and Leviticus. When linked together, the end time events can be placed in chronological order. For the first time, we can know what feast Jesus returns on, the feast for the judgment seat of Christ on the great white throne, and the feast upon which the wheat is resurrected, and on the day the new Jerusalem comes down to earth. And even though I've been in Bible prophecy for 40 years, I freely admit to you that I knew nothing that is revealed in this book supernaturally. So you probably know nothing that is in this book. One prophetic word said, There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open unto you. It will turn many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Don't get one for $20. Instead, get five for 30 or 10 for 55 Or a new case price, 60 books for $250. That's 60 books in a case for $250. The Secret Door to Understand Bible Prophecy at prophecyclub.com. October 4, 5, and 6, it's the Understanding End Times Conference, Living Word Fellowship, Evansville, Indiana. Friday evening, 6.30, I'll speak on my seven seals, seven trumpets, seven vials chart. Saturday morning, 10 a.m., I'll speak on my feast and revelation prophecies chart. Saturday evening, 5 p.m., Leslie will speak on the Kundalini Spirit. Sunday morning at 10 a.m., I'll take half the time with Miss the Mark, my new book, and Leslie will take the rest of it. As you know, I'm called to build an end-time army of prophecy teachers working miracles. I want you to come so I can lay hands on you and anoint you for you to receive two anointings. The spirit of revelation as I received it when I memorized the book of Revelation. Two, to work in sevenfold miracles when the judgment arrives. The room only holds 350 people, and the church is probably going to take from 100 to 150 of them, so it will fill quickly. I suggest you do the $25 registration quickly at endtimesconference.com. $25 registration at endtimesconference.com, October 4, 5, and 6, Understanding End Times Conference, Living Word Fellowship, Evansville, Indiana. See you there!
Adam Johnson is the president of the Harvest Bible Institute and Theological Seminary. He has done over 150 conferences and over 50 debates defending the King James Version of the Bible. And I must say, he is the best I have ever seen. We had him in and made a three-DVD set called King James or 400 Counterfeits. In this triple DVD set, the topics are Why King James? Inspiration and Preservation Biblical Comparisons Arguments Against King James The Deception of Secular Humanism Manuscript History and Numbers Again, the best I've seen, a triple DVD set. In the past, we've offered it for a gift of $45. Today, you can get it for a gift of $35. But if you order it in September, we're going to give you three more King James DVDs free. New Age Bible Versions, one of the best by Gail Ripplinger. All the way from Australia, Les Garrett made one called NIV or King James and Michael Hoggard, also one of the best, Which Bible is Right for Me? That's four titles, six discs, valued at $130, all for a gift in September of $35. And you get that by going to prophecyclub.com. Prophecyclub.com. It's the King James offer. In many different ways, the enemy is working overtime to destroy your family, job, and America. Your faithful monthly gifts Help the Prophecy Club to continue and overcome evil with the truth. Help us take the warning to America. Engage in the battle to win lost souls to Christ by supporting this ministry today. 